Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this emergency podcast. Maddie D and I were getting ready to record the NL West preview, but then Odell Beckham Jr. got traded to the Cleveland Browns. We decided to record an emergency NFL podcast, breaking that trade down, the Antonio Brown trade to the Raiders, and a lot of other moves. We are going to be doing the NLS preview. We're recording that Wednesday night, so keep an eye out for that. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Search the bullpen cart. You'll find us there. But let us know what you think about this in the comments because we talk about a lot of moves. The one we didn't get to was Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets. In fact, we actually theorized where we thought he might go to, and I looked pretty impressive at this point thinking it might have gone to well I'll let you listen but like I said make sure you like share and subscribe to the podcast again search the bullpen cart follow us on Twitter ThunderBLG is the handle there Thunderbox Sports on Instagram Thunderbox Sports on Facebook just like the website ThunderboxSports.com but enjoy this emergency podcast guys it was a lot of fun to record here we go And we are live! Welcome to this emergency podcast. That is right. We are talking NFL, emergency fun gate tail fun v tailgate. Whoa, little error there. I, of course, am the G-Man. And with me is Maddie D. I'm gonna introduce him in a second. I just want to explain everything. Originally, we were going to record the NL West preview. We were all set to do that, and then the NFL decided to flex its muscles here on March 12th and prove that it's still king. Odell Beckham Jr. is now a Cleveland Brown, and a lot of other things have happened, really, in the last five days. But Odell Beckham inspired Matty D and myself to make a little edit. We're going to do the NL West tomorrow, but we got to talk football. Matty D, how are you, my friend? Uh, let me just let me just play this out for you. Well, first of all, you mentioned the NFL flexed muscles. For all the talk of the NBA – you know, of these other leagues trying to catch up, no one dominates the headlines like the NFL. So I want you to picture this headline running. Steelers and Giants, the Roonies and the Maras. These are these are NFL royalty. Both these franchises, both these ownership groups, they take on huge dead money hits the next year and two years. And they jettison, as they would consider, these cancerous, uber-talented wideouts in, like, jaw-dropping deals. I, I am stunned. All of I this. Stunned. I, I, am, I am blown away. And, I, yeah, I, I don't even know. I, when the news came over with Odell, I, I barely even knew where to go. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to see what they were giving away what the reactions were, but I just go back to the fact that two of the proudest ownership groups in, in the game of football, maybe in all of sports, I, I believe in both cases, both ownership groups flex their muscles and force general managers and coaches to move two of the most talented, but clearly most, and I, I cancerous is the word that they've portrayed. So I'm not trying to say they are bad or, or good teammates, but receivers who wanted their, wanted their way. And, and they ended up, both probably wake up happier. I think Odell probably wake up the happiest tomorrow, though. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he goes to a quarterback like Baker Mayfield, who's nothing but absolutely electric. He's got an awesome backfield. Not that he didn't in New York, but he has, I mean, a dual threat now, not just Saquon. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, he's got a pretty competent line in front of him. He's got a, he's got a lot of different stuff to be yeah. happy about. A great tight end. I'd say David Njoku, definitely better than what the Giants had. And, I mean, I'd say a better defense. I mean, it's a better position than what he was in. I mean, I I know that Giants definitely did worse than the Browns already in 2018. But, you know, I mean, this certainly widens that gap. And I know they gave up a first-rounder. They gave up our guy, Jabril Preppers, a former first-rounder out of Michigan. Uh, But I think they're still going to be fine at safety. Um, And I think they're going to be – what was that? There's a, there's a rumor floating out there. Earl oh, yeah, Thomas, you were telling me this. Earl Thomas interested 
that they're, they're having discussions. That would be obviously huge. And by the way, It'd be an upgrade. I mean, that makes yeah. it all worth it. Right, right. I mean, you not you that it wasn't already. Right. You well, you mentioned now all of a sudden this is a Browns offense that went from having literally almost nothing last year, the two years Jarvis ago, Landry, two years, two, two, years, two, two years, two years. To last year, they gained Baker Mayfield, as you said, uh, which obviously is a huge deal. Jarvis Landry, Odell's teammate and very close friend. Oh wait, Nick Chubb, yep. Kareem Hunt. Yep. Duke Johnson in the backfield. Antonio Callaway had a breakout year last year. You talked about the tight end Forgot position. About him. They're loaded right now with skill positions. The offensive line, yes, they do lose the they do lose the guard, but they gain Olivier Vernon on the defensive side. They gave Sheldon Richardson. They kind of flush out some dead weight on the linebacker position with moving Jamie Collins, which I, I think he really fit there. You're right. Jabril Peppers is a loss but they may replace him with a guy like Earl Thomas or some other safeties out there. I mean, it's, it's an incredible look and look at their divisions. Now compare the NFC East to the AFC North. Yeah. It, uh, I mean the NFC I mean, East, I saw a tweet about this and obviously a lot of people on Eagles Twitter are very excited because now the giants are basically just handing people away. Not that they had a great 2018 once again, but the Cowboys, what's been their best move, bringing back Jason Witten, the Redskins, not a ton going on there, especially when you bring in Case Keenum. You know, I, I don't know what the you know what I mean. It's happy to yeah. be in the NFC. It's happy to be an NFC East fan if you're an Eagles fan. Um, well, I, I think make any clearly, sense. happy no, to be the, right. happy to see it if you're an Eagles yeah. fan. But well, the AFC North, though, you're absolutely right. The Ravens, yeah. we'll see what they do. But now it's, I mean, the Steelers are. They were what eight, seven, and one last year. They're not going to – I mean, they might finish below six games. They might not – they might lose double digits next year. A team that a lot of people were saying that if Jesse James catches the ball, they're going to have home field against the Patriots and go to the Super Bowl two years ago. Right. Who, by the way, they, is now a lion, Jesse yeah, James is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to those because there's a lot of yeah. really good signings out there. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, just two divisions going the, in opposite directions. I, I, I hate them, but the Cowboys and the Eagles are the class of the NFC East now. The Redskins, they're the Redskins. So he goes from that situation having to face Wentz and Dak and Elliott and Alshon to going to face a, a much, a much less, it appears, let's sound, Ravens lose four starters in the offense, on the defense, excuse me. Um, they've lost a couple offensive playmakers. What is Lamar Jackson? Uh, you could make the argument, by the way, it's just an argument, that the Bengals, who are doing nothing of value, maybe I'll be the second best team in the division. I don't want to take too much away. Big Ben, Juju, still in it with with the Steelers, but True. I think I think Beckham's life just got a whole lot easier. It absolutely did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Browns. Remember last year we were talking about how the Browns might bankrupt Vegas if they won the AFC North. I mean, yeah. Now I think Vegas is just is pitching for people to bet on them. They're yeah. waiting for that money to come in. Well, I also want you it's to think just, about this: the difference between the difference between the two moves. I want to compare them. I think they're important to compare. As uh, talented as Odell is, uh, most people would consider him top five. But Antonio Brown, along with Julio Jones, are, are considered pretty much universally the number one and two receivers in football. I, I think Brown is less talented but more productive than Julio. Mm -hmm. It cost the Oakland Raiders – oh, was it a third and a fifth? Correct? I'm right? Yeah, third and a yeah, fifth. Third and uh, a fifth. And the, and the Steelers had to keep $21 million in dead cap space. dead cap. Right, right, right. Yep. A, and he's 30, 31, I believe he's going to be, on a big deal. Beckham is 26. Now, that is four to five years younger depending on their birth dates, and I get that. But you could argue as good as he's been, he has an injury history, something that Brown really doesn't have a ton of other than a, a, a cheap shot by Vontez uh, Perfect of the Bengals. And they have to give up a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and a young, promising safety. I wouldn't call him a star. Promising safety. So they give up so much more. Now, I know that means they're probably going to get four to five more years out of Beckham, but Brown – is still super talented. It's just amazing the difference in packages. And I think a lot of that has to come with the fact that Beckham wasn't considered available. Um, and Brown was. And you saw Brown ruined the Steelers' leverage, which is why I'm surprised they even traded him.
That's mm-hmm. how I felt. I was a little shocked. I would have said, hey, you know what? He wants to try to force his way out. You better wait for a better deal. But I guess that's where I think the Rooney stepped in and said, we're making this deal. We want him gone. But it's just amazing, I think, to me. Yeah. When you look at them all. No, I totally agree. And I should correct myself. I said nine, eight, and one. They were nine, six, and one. So, you mm-hmm. know, the Steelers were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just saw this too. The Browns have gone to now third, the third highest odds to win the AFC. Uh, Vegas <laughs> is so excited for this. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you know, here's good. Here's another thing. No, I was going to say, sure. I mean, they're, they're defensively, their secondary is still pretty solid. Um, I know with with Denzel Oakland Ward. as well. I mean, they're in a, we'll see where they. Yeah, exactly. Denzel Ward is exactly who I was getting after. But we'll see what Oakland does. I mean, they have so much other stuff going on. Uh, so we basically just have to see what John Gruden does. Yeah. in the draft here. So and, and here's what else I would say. Yeah, you're no, you're correct. I I, I think I think Oakland is not they're still really good but i will say this too uh defensive wise so we talked about um they have demarius randall out there who's been their free safety for quite a while um tj carries okay on the other side they probably they, there's plenty of options like an earl thomas like a tayshawn gibson who was there i don't think he signed anywhere who was there before in cleveland there's plenty of, of safeties they can find there, there's probably a box safety or two around and they can pick up even though a couple of them have signed for big deals it's actually he's on a five-year deal, I believe. So this, so he's coming into his second year of that five-year deal, I think. For um, OBJ is right. Yes, I think so. Um, okay, so if he signs right. a five-year mega deal, all right, and he's on the second year of his deal, Baker Mayfield is on the second year of his deal. So I believe it lines up. So when Baker is due for his extension, is at contract escalation after five years because he's a first overall pick, five-year deal. You can. You can either keep Beckham or move him. So there's no problem with 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 Baker's potential massive contract that's going to come up, which is another really smart move by a Browns front office there. So, yeah, it's the way that they've constructed themselves has been exciting to see. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think they can make a lot of moves. You're, you know, the rumor of Earl Thomas out there. And we'll see what else they can they can pull off. Dorsey has been nothing but awesome for them no, since he took uh, over. Yeah. I certainly and... agree. I do I do think they wish right now that Joe Thomas, who I'm watching on NFL Network at the moment, who lost has lost a ton of weight and looks great, was still playing left tackle. I do have some concerns about their tackle positions. Some some guys who are okay. But other than that, I mean this team is loaded. This team looks really good on paper. That's I mean that's the best way I can put it. I would say so. Would you say behind New England and, and Kansas City number three or would you still put I, I I I still think the Chargers yeah have to be ranked ahead. I, I really Chargers do. maybe, but honestly, I mean after that, wow. I'm trying to think of who I don't want. You're making me think. Depending on that what Denver one. does, I think maybe if they. No, get I don't a couple want to forget about. Teams. I don't want to forget about the AFC South um, because yeah. really, there's all four teams in the AFC South have the opportunity when you look at it on paper what some of them did last year, and when you think of the Jaguars, how much they free fell last year, and they still have a ton of talent, is if Nick Foles is the real deal. Um, I might consider them, because I'm a pessimist when it comes to offseason moves and free agency moves, I'm going to keep them at at five. Because I Ooh, think – Texans? The, no, no, no. The, the Browns. The Browns, yeah. Okay. Because I need to see how there's a lot of personality all of a sudden. Right. You added a lot of personality to this team. True. So we need to see it. You add an Earl Thomas who has a personality. You, you, so what you go, you're going, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. That's all right. If so I, you're going Chargers three, and then you're going Texans four? I am going to go with the Texans four. Although I got to be. I, Their I, defense I, played well enough that really they shouldn't yeah. have gotten pumped by the Colts the way they did. No, I, I wouldn't agree. say even the Colts either. You actually brought up a good point. I know, I know. That's reminding me the AFC South exists because mm-hmm. I kind of forgot yep. about that. Yep. And I shouldn't, considering I saw Nick Foles' locker earlier tonight and was you know, <laughs> shed a little tear. Yeah. Um, and and that I on our too. Instagram story, if you haven't, I got to check out the Eagles. Novacare uh, Complex. Dude, today. amazing, cool. amazing opportunity for you. I was very jealous. Um, yes. I, I, yeah, I, I would say this too. Don't, I mean, you can't sleep on the Titans. You know, they, they've got some talent too. So, We'll see what happens, um, but I, I like him at five, and I like the te- – I mean, sorry, not Texans, the Titans, excuse me. They've got talent there, and they've added some pieces, but I'm not ready to consider them better than the Browns. Um, it's amazing that I'm saying that, by the way, better than the Browns. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. I mean, I texted one of my buddies because the Sixers were also playing the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. And the Cavs, seemingly as soon as the, it got announced, they were playing the Sixers fairly tight in the second quarter. The third quarter, they got it within a couple points. In the fourth quarter, they actually took a lead for a few minutes. And I just said they're playing with that Odell energy now. And he was <laughs> over the moon about this. So, I mean, spirits are high in Cleveland. Um, you know, I, I, there were the you know, a lot of different tweets saying LeBron's coming back to the Cavs another time. Imagine if yeah. he didn't leave all this stuff. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a fun time if you're an Indian or if you're a Cleveland fan, I was about to say, and they have the Indians who uh, stay tuned in a couple weeks for the AL central preview, right. but we continue on in our emergency pod for those who are listening live on YouTube, which we understand we have a couple listeners out there. Uh, Fitzilla is saying the NL West preview. I have tried to update it, but if you were, if you tuned in late or you're listening on the podcast, just a quick reminder, we were going to record the NL West. We are doing an emergency pod for the NFL because it has flexed its muscles. But Matt, there's a lot of other stuff that's gone on too. Obviously, AB and Odell are the two big ones, but we had a couple other trades as well. Yeah, well, well, I, I want to say I want the 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 one we the was actually the biggest name, arguably, and for everyone thought being moved this year, hasn't signed anywhere. And that's Le'Veon Bell, who still sits unsigned. Now, I wouldn't say the running back market has been particularly um, exciting, and I, I didn't expect it to be. Sure. We saw Latavius Murray sign with the, the Rams, which wasn't a needle mover for me. I'm hearing rumors of Mark Ingram tied to the, uh, the Ravens, which is an interesting connection because it appears, according to the insiders, that Le'Veon's two biggest contracts currently – are with contract offers are with the Jets. They're right. thinking twenty million, along with the Ravens around seventeen million. Now that's just what we've heard. There's no there's no facts there yet. Also, because you, the reason for this is because just to correct you, Murray sorry. went to the Saints, not to the Rams. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant I'm sorry. They same colors. You got me confused. You're good. Yeah, right. Yeah, Still not a needle mover for me. I actually like that move a lot. He's definitely a guy who he went to Minnesota. Had a kind kind of a you know. It was, you know, it was all right with the Vikings for two years. Okay, but when he was in Oakland for those for those couple of years, he had some, you know, he had some pretty solid solid seasons, and he can really, you know, put the ground and pound in there. I think he could be a good backup to Alvin Kamara, and I think he could. He's not Mark Ingram, I don't think, to that level, but he could be. We'll see what Sean Murray can do with him. Yeah, um, I guess, I guess, I mean, and look, they clearly like Sean him. But, John Mur- yeah, oh, looking at Murray, Sean Murray. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I don't know. Like I said, I'm just a little. I haven't really been a Latavius guy. Maybe that's why I'm down on him. Um, that's fair. Yeah. But I guess my question to you would be, thoughts on Le'Veon signing nowhere? And if you had to guess, I mean, what team do you think he should sign with out of all the teams, not just the two I mentioned, and which team do you think he will sign with in this free agency period? So the thoughts on him not signing yet is, you know, I think he, he – Obviously had a year where he was trying to you know, get paid, get everything that he wanted. And, you know, I think teams that have the cap space, if that's really the number one to him, you know, good for you. Go look for it. If, if I was him, I'd want to go look for a contender. And, you know, just thinking off the cuff of who I think could go get him. Mm, I mean, Chargers I get have cap space. Yeah, but they have Melvin, so they're probably not going to touch true. him. Even yeah. though Melvin has an injury history. Yeah. Um, I just I was thinking add him along with Melvin as mm-hmm. kind of a guy to be a swing guy, that one-two punch. Yeah. Um, go to Denver, I, maybe go out with go out with Joe Flacco and, and see what you can do there. Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, the team. Well, first of all, I get the Ravens' interest, but if I'm him, why do I want to face nine man fronts, get pounded into the earth? Because you know they're gonna run him 300 times. And 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 have him get injured, and I get the Jets. They they're looking. They're desperately looking for help to help Darnold. It's a piece of big name. The team that I think and I, I wish would strike would be, and this would vault them up to my top four, maybe even top three, would be a team with a ton of cap space. The Houston Texans. I was wondering that how much cap space do they have? Yeah, creating their own killer bees, if you will. I know it's a little bit sorry, Steelers fans, with DeAndre Hopkins. 
Le'Veon Bell. I think they Bell. like to forget those jerseys, so I, th- I don't think they're offended. <laughs> and Desha- <laughs> awful jerseys. And Deshaun Watson. That that's that's quite a group down there. A healthy Will Fuller. You had a couple other pieces. I think he makes a lot of sense there, but I've heard there's no sniffing um, for for them. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen much of that either. I saw the Jets, and I didn't want to just go chalk and saying them. Yeah, I've also been seeing that Mark Ingram might be trying to look at the Ravens, so that might be a nice one-two punch of Ingram and, and Le'Veon if he tries to go there. Ingram takes yeah. some of that pounding from from the nine-man fronts right. of either Cleveland, Pittsburgh, anyone else they have to face. I don't know who the who the AFC North has to face this right. year in terms of NFC right. teams, but then yeah, they spread it out a little bit. Uh, yeah, with, with Lamar, I mean. That might be a fun dynamic offense. Yeah, I know there's a lot of Eagles fans who really like who really thought he might be coming here. Well, we do. We we can make it happen. We have to move some. We have to move a couple other pieces. Um, we could probably do it. He might. He can't get the biggest deal. Um, he'd look for, but it, it's a possibility. Um, it, especially before the Malik Jackson sign, which we'll get to in a minute. I I also think I heard ESPN's Chris Mortensen say this. He's under the impression that there's some NFL owners out there who are tight with the Roonies and aren't particularly excited to sign somebody who decided he didn't want to play all year after saying he would. So that was interesting to me, an interesting comment. And a lot of teams just don't uh, don't believe in paying running backs. The Eagles have consistently been a team like that. The Patriots have been a team like that. A lot of successful teams don't give out big money to running backs. Yeah. And I think you know, Le'Veon's holding out, and I think he'll get it. I mean, the Jets are offering it, so if he wants it, he can get it. Um, but I, I, I think it hurts his value to go to a potential contender because it's just not what, not what a lot of the better teams in the league do. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's, that's, it'd be interesting to see him go to the Jets. I just think they can also build out differently and we'll get to a couple of their signings that they've made but mm-hmm. let's, get there. Saga, let's get there yeah i was gonna just get one last word just no, I think yeah, they, that they certainly have, the saga you see this a lot on twitter too tonight that they've mm-hmm. the nfl has stolen the final weeks of the baseball offseason from major league baseball <laughs> and i think until Le'Veon bell does something it's probably going to be a cloud over the other three major sports in america and possibly over the women's world cup as that comes around too, if it goes that far into the summer. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, just kind of putting a complete halt on everything very obviously, but it's certainly, uh, it's going to be the one that until it happens, it's the number one question asked out of any football fan's mouth. Right, right, right. And And I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he's a potential power shifter, if you will. So yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But didn't take a lot the bait of on the AAF. Comment. Say again, man. You didn't take the bait on the AAF comment. Well, I heard it, but I <laughs> <laughs> I let it ride for a minute. Uh, um, all right, let's move to some other stuff. I know we have yeah. a few other trades we wanted to talk about, and obviously yeah. a few big signings too. What do you want to start with? Well, let's start because we, we haven't brought our well. We brought, I guess I mentioned very slightly in our last conversation, last last segment there. But let's talk a trade that we are very involved with and emotionally involved with. And that's the return. Yes. Of, of Deshaun Jackson. Yes. I love this trade. Have you seen any, any terms of what the Eagles are sending back to Tampa Bay? Yes. So here's the trade for you. So we send a six, a 20, a 2019 this year's sixth round draft pick over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in return, they send us Deshaun Jackson, along with their 2027th round pick. So that's it. Essentially what happened here is Jackson had the opportunity to be, they were going to release him, but we made the decision to make the trade. And I, and I, because we wanted to make sure he didn't have the opportunity to go anywhere else. So essentially we give, we give a sixth for Jackson and a seventh. We also stretched his deal to a three-year deal. Uh, essentially the first two years are guaranteed of that deal. So for, mm-hmm. he's got at least, it looks like at least two years here. Um, and it's, I wouldn't call it ridiculous money on those two years as well. So we did stretch his deal out a little bit. No, I, and as I said, I love this trade. It's something that you constantly brought up when Chip Kelly first dumped Deshaun and LaShawn, but Deshaun for nothing, LaShawn for a number of different assets we talked about. But Deshaun got dumped for nothing and went to the Redskins, liked to burn us, went to Tampa, and he actually burned us earlier this year. Or back in you know back in September, but what he does is he gives Carson a deep threat 
that spreads the field out and spreads a defense out to give Zach Ertz space. It gives Alshon Jeffrey space. It gives name any other receiver that Carson's going to throw to. It gives them space. If the Eagles want to just go complete guns ablaze offense, just all through the air, even though they still have an awesome running back core, it gives them that ability to do it. It gives them a lot of flexibility. And it even gives them the flexibility to scare a team into a draw play and have Corey Clement, Jay Ajayi, whomever you want to talk about, on either a swing pass, a run up the middle, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, yeah, I mean, a couple things, too. And you and you, you brought up a good point with that last comment. There, You always talk about nose tackles in football and how their impact doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Well, deep threats don't always show up on the stat sheet the same way because they are a gravitational pull for secondaries, right? Corners and safeties have to know where Jackson is. They have to back up a little bit to, in order to do that. Here's some, and, and so by the way, he's 32. Well, is he still one of the best deep threats in the league? He reached 20 plus miles an hour. All right. On eight of his 52 touches. That's 15.4%. 15.4, which, okay, which doesn't sound like a lot. Well, the next closest was Tyreek Hill at 12.4. So here's a guy who consistently hits top gear still. Um, and, and you could argue, if you look at advanced metrics, is still the best quote-unquote deep threat in the league. He's not, right? There's other guys that have that, that, that produce more. Um, he averages 19.1 tar- average target depth. So he's consistently 20 yards down the field on his catches. And this is actually the most amazing stat, if you ask me. He is he has 29 touchdowns of 50-plus yards, second only to Jerry Rice's 36. So even at 32, he's one of those rare guys who hasn't lost a step at all. Um, and I think, I know there's some locker room issues, but he wants to be here. You know, I, I saw it. a lot of that, of the locker room issues and stuff like that. That I mean, there was all the rumors of why Chip Kelly cut him and all that. Yeah, I mentioned Lashawn McCoy. I, you know, I know there's some there's some Deshaun stuff that's come out since he left the Eagles, but I'd still rather take Deshaun over Lashawn. Lashawn turned out to be, you know, kind of kind of an asshole. And, yeah, you know, whether tipping stuff here that happened before he left the Eagles. A lot of the stuff that's happened in Buffalo. Uh huh. Well, you know, and yet, and yet, and yet, both Lashawn has made overtures at times. He still has yeah. a house here. Deshaun clearly wanted to come back. Jeremy Macklin had interest. So I, I think that these guys miss Philly, and, mm-hmm. and that I feel comfortable with that, knowing he's coming back. And, man. He's pumped in his you know Instagram that, live. Oh, you know that Zach Ertz is, is, is freaking raising his hands in the air somewhere because his, his middle of the field space just opened up even more. Yeah. And, I um, mean, I think Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey – there might be a legitimate debate for a num- for a number one tight end next year with him. Uh, oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. Um, certainly yeah. at a fantasy level. I mean, and mm-hmm. then just objectively mm-hmm. on football level, I think so too. Pro football focus at the end of the year, we'll see what they end up doing. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And I mean, I think the stock in terms of touchdowns for every wide receiver, as you mentioned, it might not show on Deshaun's stat line, but it's going to show for Alshon. It's going to show... It's going to show for Dallas Goddard even. I mean, think about that. They could run that two tight end set with Deshaun just in either the Y spots, the slot, or even in an X and just have him go. Carson takes a five-step drop, looks that way, and then Goddard's on like a 10-yard post. Bingo. Yep, Nelson Aguilar's life just became easier if, if we decide oh, to bring back Jordan Matthews. Yeah. Uh, any Anybody coming out of the backfield, it, I think it really opens a lot of things up. Um, not the only... There's still been a ton of other big moves. So I don't, I don't want to – I'd love to just get, get nitty-gritty yeah, about we'll it. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, could yeah. Talk, we could talk that in the Malik Jackson trade mm-hmm. all night if we wanted to. Right. And we'll come back. Yeah. A lot of other moves, as you mentioned, yeah. that, have, that have gone down recently. Break Let's, us down in a couple of – I wanted to run through a, 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 another NFC East move. Uh, that's the signing of Landon Collins in Washington. I'm going to lump this in with a number of safeties who have also decided to sign. Six years, $84 million for Landon, 45 guaranteed. Um, 
they're basically becoming the professional version of Alabama. He joins Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Ryan Anderson, uh, Sean Hamilton, HaHa Clinton Dix. Um, they've got a lot of of Alabama on that defense. Not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, and along with that, so you see, he he gets a huge deal. And Tyron Matthew signs a massive deal as well with the um, um, with the Kansas City Chiefs. I was a little I was a little surprised on that one as well, but uh, just because and Eric Weddle goes to the Rams, so a lot of safeties in a market that's normally not as strong coming out. Um, that's three years, forty-two for Matthew, two years, twelve million, I think, maybe fifteen for Weddle. Um, the safety market went 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 fast in terms of uh, in terms of signings, and and we and by the way, and none of them were named Earl Thomas, which is somewhat shocking to me when you think about it. Do you think that's more on Earl? Do you think he might be asking for for a lot of money, or, or what do you yeah, think, think the deal is there? Yeah, I think it's a combination. So it's a he's asking for a lot of money. He's over thirty, and and he uh, um, he he's had some injury history. You see him go out last year with the broken leg, and so but he is a free safety, and somebody somebody should, in my opinion, pay up for him because he's as good as it gets in controlling the middle of the field. Tyron Matthew is is a versatile safety. It reminds me of Malcolm Jenkins, right? He can play little box safety, a little deep safety, he can cover the slot, makes him very versatile. Landon Collins has the ability to do a lot of man-to-man. Thomas isn't as versatile. He requires you to have a strong box safety in front of him, a.k.a. Cam Chancellor. Um, he'll go somewhere smart. Um, and, and I think that'll make some sense, um, at some point here. Hmm. Um, yep. And so I, I, I don't, I don't really know if I love paying any safeties a ton of money. Uh, oh, by the way, Tashawn Gibson goes to the Texans to fill back in for Tyron Matthew. And he had a great year with the Jaguars. So I expect hmm. big things from him there. I might, I'm with you too. I really like the Matthew deal, although it might have Eric Berry's tenure end because he's the highest paid safe. Well, was the highest paid safety in the league. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. LaMarcus Joyner, by the way, leaves from the Weddle signing and signs with the Raiders. So the Raiders get a little stronger on the back end too. A lot of safeties going. Yeah, a lot of safeties going early. Yeah. Uh, signing early, I should say. Um, so jump in. Thomas is your last, probably one of your last bets. Kenny Vaccaro signed a box safety, signed with the Titans. Um, a lot of safeties. Can I ask you about the the few moves the Jets made and, and the one they did not, or that turned out they didn't make? Because they get Crowder. As wide mm-hmm. receiver to add for for Darnold, they get C.J. Mosley for a linebacker, which I actually think is probably their best move. Then they almost got Anthony Barr, and he actually backed out uh, to re up with the Vikings. But you know, I think the two moves there at least, I think they add they both had different wrinkles. I, I think Mosley's a little better than the Crowder signing, but yeah. I think both certainly help the Jets where they're at. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of uh, slot guys that have signed Crowder, uh, Adam Humphreys. Um, you think of uh, Cole Beasley with the Bills. Humphrey went to the Texans. The Titans, I, I think that's a mistake signing these slot guys to deals, and here's why. You go the, the, the Patriots have found ways, and a lot of other teams have found ways to find late-round or undrafted free agents who can fill that slot role. So dumping a lot of money in a slot receiver is a, somewhat of a risky proposition simply because other teams have the – other teams have found the ability to find these guys like running backs. Um, Invest in other sports, not in slot guys. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I would rather you see homegrown the slot guy. The hard part with the slot guy too, and it's the reason why a lot of these guys leave like a New England. I'm using them as an example because you think of a lot of the guys they had there and don't have the same success elsewhere. Slot has to be on the same page as the quarterback. Yeah, it's not you know right because they're making quick cuts. They're reading. So anyway, that's why I, I said other sports. Yeah, lacrosse no, players. Right. <laughs> that, you're thinking of Edelman here, I'm assuming, correct? I almost right. called you Greg. I almost yeah. made the mistake. Chris Hogan. You so, forget he played lacrosse. Edelman, Edelman. I mixed up Hogan and Edelman. That's terrible. Edelman, That's though, funny. to your point, though, about quarterback, quick quick thinking, quick moves, he played quarterback in college. So He did. Mine's always sharp. Yep. Right, y'all, uh, y'all but I want to praise the Jets for basically outbidding the Ravens for C.J. That's basically what they did for C.J. Mosley. Yep. Um, Five, I think he's six years in the league, five Pro Bowls or something along those lines. The guy is, the guy is a stud. Um, shocked that the Ravens let him walk. He's getting eighty-five million. Like he's getting a lot guaranteed. of money. Yep, but he's only twenty-six. So that deal, if he runs to his full, he'll be thirty-one, which is perfect for this team. Um, yeah. I, they've desperately needed a leader on defense, 
and they've desperately needed somebody to lock down that linebacker position after years of David Harris doing that for them, I think Mosley gives them that. Now, look, they're paying a lot of money for a non-pass rusher, but they're in position to do that in the draft. They have the third overall pick. They're going to have their pick of Quinn and Williams, um, Josh Allen. We'll get into the draft preview later, but Josh, another pod, but Josh Allen, there's a lot of really good deep defensive ends or linebackers that you can get in this coming draft. Um, I loved this deal. And I actually think they're going to benefit from Anthony Barr saying no. You think so? Yeah. Barr. (sighs) He's good, but I, I, he only has 13.5 career sacks and they were going to pay him to be a sack guy. He's played most of his career as a 4-3 outside backer. Um, had some struggles last year in a contract the Jets, three, year. Four? They were a 3-4 defense? The Jets, the Jets are a 3-4 defense. They, they've con- yeah, they've considered switching, but they've stayed that way, which is why Quinn and Williams might be their guy. Uh, they bring they in Greg – yeah, they, they bring in Greg Williams, who has con- has considered running more of a page- – they come up all the time in my conversation, don't they? A Patriots-style hybrid – Patriots won a lot of 4 3 3 4 mix to throw teams yeah, yeah. off. Um, hence, Trey Flowers' big deal, which we'll get to in a second. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I was okay with them walking. By the way, the Jets could go out and try to sign Justin Houston. I know he's older, but you put him on a one or two year deal, you've got a productive edge rusher, you think. So I'm okay with walking away from quite a deal for Anthony Barr, who I loved, by the way, coming out of UCLA, mm-hmm. but hasn't really blasted through. Yeah, it's been okay. Yeah. Another guy. Another linebacker heading elsewhere would be our own Jordan Hicks. Yep. Four-year, $36 million deal, $20 million guaranteed. What are your thoughts? Obviously bummed to see him go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how everything goes to replace him here in Philly. Um, you know, I wish him the best. Yeah. But- I keep coming back, at least with on the Eagles side, I keep coming back to, and granted, this is more traditional linebacker and not the the linebackers running up almost like a, a you know, an additional defensive end like we've seen mm-hmm. out so many of them. Um, but, you know, I keep thinking of the fact that they can almost run like a hockey team of just running lines of different players to come off, come off the edge, come off, you know, come in, come back into coverage as a, you know, covering linebacker. So I think they'll be okay. I think Jim Schwartz can really figure that kind of stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, definitely a guy I'm going to miss. Yeah, no, I agree. His, I think his injury history is why I'm okay with not overpaying him. I think that's what the rate the red. I mean, the uh, Cardinals had to do. Um, by the way, longtime Panther Thomas Davis signs a deal with the Chargers. He appears to be somewhat ring hunting, which is okay. I think it's a good fit potential for him. They've had a lot of struggles in their middle linebackers injury wise, although he is also injury prone. Um, but Guys overcome three ACL tears in the same knee. Um, and the Panthers' all-time leading tackler. He'll bring some serious leadership to that locker room, which I think is important. Um, and Terrell Suggs leaves the Ravens and goes to the Cardinals, which I was shocked about. One-year, $7 million deal. And I don't even know if I know why he went there. I mean, you're thinking of a guy at the end of his career, Cardinals had the first overall pick in the draft. Um, I was a little surprised with that move, too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of these moves have been, you know, some have been solid. Some have been kind of, I don't know, desperation is the right name. Cause you know, at the end of the day, if you can, if you can add wins, you can add value, you know, it ends yeah. up working out, but yeah, you know, I, the Seven. salary cap in the NFL so is so intriguing to me in that way of mm-hmm. there are certain guys that you spend so much money on and other guys that come, you know, for, that you know, you'd say are a dime a dozen guy and end up being completely invaluable. So, you know, who mm-hmm. knows what guys we're loving right now or hating right now, and that end up being being good. So, yeah, there's some yeah. I agree with that, that can be really mm-hmm. kind of what's this risk? You know, like the Quan Alexander to the 49ers. 49ers making a couple of nice moves too. I um, I'm I'm really out on that Quan Alexander. I think they out on themselves. That? Well, the 49ers have this history of over. Um, yeah. Uh, of overpaying for a number of players. And I think the 49ers, I think Quan Alexander falls into that. Yeah. I mean, well, he's coming off injury. He's the third highest paid inside linebacker in the league. Yeah. 
So, I mean, certainly there, but that's I mean, a guy though, yeah. if, it, if it works out and he stays healthy, I mean, think about that. A lot of people said that about Alshon with the Eagles and yeah. he missed a couple games this year, but the first mm-hmm. year it worked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this is a team that signed Malcolm Smith to big deals. Kyle, Carl use check. He's a fullback. You think of Jarrett McKinnon. I, I know McKinnon got hurt, so I don't but they, they do tend to fall in love. I just thought four years, 54 million. They had Fred Warner there who, sh- who kind of shined last year. They could have gotten Zach Brown or Brandon Marshall, maybe on a much cheaper deal. Uh, like I said, there's a reason I don't work in NFL front offices, but uh, there is, I don't know. There is one of the linebacker. We, we got to point out before we move on here. Um, probably arguably the best pass rusher. And I know Trey flowers was signed, but you could argue the best pass rusher in the market this year has found a new home. Relatively breaking news came out a little while ago. The chiefs, which, by the way, I'm a little surprised they're going this route, but they are moving to a 4-3, so that does change things, have traded their franchise-tagged linebacker D4 to the San Francisco 49ers. So they add another linebacker with a five-year $87.5 million deal. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't gotten all the details on this yet, but it's a surprising but great move, I think, for the 49ers for that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think oh, second round pick, by the way, just found okay, you got pick. you got that. Yeah, I, I had not seen what the details were for that. I just think, you know, the 49ers, they're they're taking that risk. I know Jimmy G's coming off injury. Is he gonna be ready week one? Do we know? I, I've been told yes, but I but okay. you know, yeah, I think he'll be good to go. Yeah. So I mean, you know, fingers crossed, everything stays healthy if you're a 49ers fan, and you know, it could yep. be a fun year for you. I mean, last year was supposed to be the they were everybody's dark horse pick, the Regis Philbin pick, if you will. Um, and, but you know who knows this year of, of being the N- the NFC West team that could you know could sh- could shock some people. Mm-hmm. You know, in a, in a mm-hmm. division where Arizona is trying trying to to get up, see what Josh Rosen can do in year two if he you know really is a dud or if it was just a bad first year. Um, and and the rest of that that division as well with Seattle where they're at and. And by the way, as great as the Rams were last year, they have some concerns. We obviously saw their performance in the Super Bowl. They went there, but Jared Goff showed some some holes. And because of their big signings, they don't have a ton of depth. So their ability to yeah. weather injuries. So it, put, it places the 49ers in a position, along with the number two overall pick in the draft, by the way, which they can take another pass rusher, mm-hmm. maybe pull back, maybe go after a wide receiver to help Grappolo because they are needy there after missing out on A.B. and Odell. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of potential – for this team to make at least a statement this year that, Hey, we're going to get where we need to be, but I don't know if they're ready to compete with the big boys yet, because I don't know if they have enough offensive skill position right now. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to see where they go with Mm -hmm. their number two pick. And I'm going to ask you about that in a second. Um, I think the one thing, if you're a Rams fan, that's concerning, not necessarily, not necessarily the, the performance in the Super Bowl, but just the amount of times that they could have blown teams out in the regular season and let them hang in. You know, Seattle covered both times, and they were more than a they were more than a touchdown dog. And they made them. I think they lost by a grand total of seven points in 2018 wow. to, the, to the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim of California of North America, which America. Um, but yeah, the 49ers, You know, with the number two pick, I think they should trade back. I think they they, they, they should pull a Belichick. Yeah, I actually it. think the first. I think you know, the first three teams in the draft should trade back. Yeah. I do. I, I really do. I mean, I, yeah. The, the 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 Cardinals have Rosen. The 49ers have Garoppolo, and yep. the um, who's who's the third do, pick? Oh, do the, you think it's going to be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback? Like we well, all thought last year was going to be. It, it always happens, right? Some yeah. team is going to go up and get whether it's Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones of Duke. They're going to fall in love with somebody, and they're going to pull the trigger to get up there. It happened with Mitch Trubisky, who everyone thought was going to go much later. So maybe really it's the point. Dolphins. Maybe it's the the Giants. I mean, you're telling me you're you're one of those top three teams. You can take the Giants sixth overall pick, probably still get a pass rusher that you want in this deep draft, and and then net a second, third, fourth, maybe a couple picks, maybe a player. I I, I don't see how you don't take that. Yep. Um, that's just where I'm at. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I totally agree with you. I think I'm big fan of trading back, trying to get assets, building it up. We've seen how it worked for. The Eagles, we saw how, and then what they were able to trade up into. We saw what how it worked on the other side of it for the Cleveland Browns. 
where they're at right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And a number, number of other stories of how yeah. that's happened, of just being able to build up assets that way and, and go yeah. for it. I mean, it happened with the Rams. Yep. You know? Oh yeah. No. No. I I certainly agree. Let's. I mean, are um, they still getting Robert? Are they still getting Robert Griffin the third picks? I wish just to pick on yeah. the Redskins. But <laughs> I actually don't really hate Robert Griffin at all. I, I think he, he got screwed out a little bit. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I, I do think I do want to mention. I think we always forget about the, the, so, there's some moves that there's a there's a there's a whole position group that we don't ever talk about when it comes to free agency. They're not sexy, and that's the offensive line. Oh, yeah. I do think we have to touch on it momentarily. And, and I'll use the example of, of our own Philadelphia Eagles. You know, they go out and sign Brandon Brooks in a quiet deal at the time. It was a big deal, but a quiet deal because he's an offensive lineman. He has turned out to be a godsend for this team and one of the best in football at his position, an all pro, even mm -hmm. with his injury. Number of other teams went out and, and signed some guys. And I want to just give a shout out to a couple of them Carolina Panthers signed former Broncos center. Matt uh, Paredes to a three-year, $27 million deal. He's an excellent, excellent center. Young, very, very good. Roger Saffold goes to the uh, the the um, goes from the Rams to the Titans in a four-year, $44 million deal to strengthen their offensive line. He had a great year last year with those Rams, going to a strong, already strong line there. Um, and then um, I'm missing a center for the Bills. The Bills signed – wait a second. I will they know. Got, they got the guy from the Redskins. Uh, hold on, let me get yeah. back to it. Well, the Packers signed um, Billy uh, Billy Turner. By Packers, very involved too. Two free agents: Smith, Preston, Ladarius, who who are going to replace Clay Matthews. By the way, who appears to be gone as well as Nick Perry. They're never active, by the way, the Packers. But you got something interesting there as well. I'm going to fuck up the guy's name. It's Ty Neski. Is that is that the center though? Uh, the offensive tackle they got, yeah, the no, Bills got from the Redskins. Yeah. yeah, he's another guy that I really like at the tackle position. Uh, Mitch Morris comes from Kansas City and signed ah, the four-year, $43 okay. million deal to also go to the Bills. Bills smartly adding line protection because you can get wide receivers. You can you can, you can can find some guys to help in that regard. They added let's a couple. Get, they did. But let's get an huh. offensive line, too, to, to protect your, your – and I'm not a not a believer, but a, a protect your franchise guy in Josh Allen is really where I'm at there. Mm -hmm. um, but you were right. There's a tackle that went probably I think the worst signing um, is Jawan James, who gets this huge deal from the from the uh, the Broncos, uh, fifty two million dollar deal comes from the Dolphins. Guy really struggled. Um, he now becomes the highest paid right tackle over guys like Lane Johnson. I'm. Not sure I'm 100% on board with that signing. Um, but you know what? You got to overpay to protect quarterbacks, and sometimes you pull the trigger on that. And um, so I, I guess I understand to an extent. Can you I, oh, wait, do want to do we want to just briefly touch on Trey Flowers? We can. Yeah, we absolutely five can. Years, five years, 90 million to to take the best defensive end off the market and head to Detroit to be with his own defensive coordinator. I don't hate it. I think the <laughs> I think what the what the Lions are doing, I don't think these are all answers, especially with where the Bears are at. Yep. What the Packers are still there. Yeah. Lions still have Stafford. Oh, wait, I'm talking about the Lions. Who am I missing? Yeah. Who am I missing? Oh, Vikings. Yeah. Expect them to have a bounce back here. Yep. Go on now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so I don't think any of these are answers, but, you know, I mean, he's only 25. You know, so I think it certainly helps to put pieces in place, turn this into a Bears-Lions division instead of Packers-Vikings in a couple years. Um, yeah, I don't know what they need to do if they need to try to, I think it'd be kind of dumb to try to look at, at replacing Matt Stafford. Cause you just paid him a year and a half ago, but maybe finding a guy to back him up and see, you know, if Stafford starts to fall, if you want to try to trade him for assets or yeah. you know, where it is, maybe get, do they still have blunt? They signed him a multi-year deal last year, right? I don't believe so. I, I no, he was maybe, a one-year deal again. Uh, he may be a free agent. I'd have to take a look, but I, yeah. I actually think he's out there and available. Okay. Yes, yep. but they still have what's his face from Auburn? Um, uh, Kieran Johnson. Yes, they yeah, do. Kieran Johnson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's this is only his second year, so he has two more years on that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I mean, again, I don't think it's the answer, but I like the deal. I think it's fine. Yeah. No, certainly, certainly think it's a. Uh, I think it was needed. I think it was needed. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's go over just a few more. I know we got to wrap this up, but I can't stop talking and thinking about them.
went a little over our expectation, I'm assuming, but that's all right. We can't help ourselves. Yeah. There's football to be yeah. talked about. I think it's not fair if we don't pay homage to arguably, I mean, I mean, a, a huge signing in, in our boy, Nick Foles, heading south, mm -hmm. warmer weather, to that to that massive deal uh, with Jacksonville. What do you, give me give me your impression um, of what you think Jacksonville's getting, and if you think it's going to work? Yeah, I think well, what they're getting is a guy who can obviously come up in the clutch and and help out a team where. You know, I thought Blake Bortles two years ago got the job done and was serviceable to that effect. Uh, I think what Nick Foles can do, he adds a little extra. He might not be as mobile now as he was, you know, those first years that he was in Philly. Uh, he might not be as mobile as Blake Bortles because I think that was one thing that wasn't talked a ton about him. Uh, but he certainly adds a better arm, I would say. You know, I think, is it a good signing? Yes, I think so. I think it's an upgrade again. Bortles was serviceable. Foles, we've seen what he can do when he's on. And I think his, even his off games of having a guy like LeGarrette Blunt or excuse me, a guy like uh, Leonard Fournette could be like having a, a LeGarrette Blunt, like what he was with the Eagles is what I was yeah. getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that can certainly help out there. Um, you know, we'll see what they do in the draft. If they go for a wide receiver to give Nick something to throw to, you know, some other, you know, mm -hmm. some extra, some extra ammo to throw to. Yeah. Um, Cause I think that was certainly something that I think Bortles might've gotten a little bit of the raw deal on. They didn't have the best wide receiving core while he was there. Um, even getting all the way to the AFC championship game with, you know, with everything they had, but you know, I, I like yeah. the deal for him. I think it, I think it's good. I, I'm glad Nick got paid, and I'm glad that uh, the Eagles didn't pull off anything illegal to try to max out, you know, his value. Even though they could have and and potentially had a CBA violation, but you know, good for Nick. Yeah, I, a couple things. I, I I totally agree with your good for Nick take. He deserved to get paid eight four years, eighty eight million. Argument is that Jacksonville bet it, like you know, negotiated against itself because who else was really in the market for a quarterback in a win now mode, especially. But there are a few, and, and I appreciate him not going to the Redskins, not going to the Giants, who obviously aren't moving on. I don't want to play him twice a year. Yep. My concern for Nick and for the Jaguars is fit. Nick Foles ran eighty-eight percent of his passes out of the pistol or the shotgun. Through 80% of his passes out of the pistol, the shotgun is two seasons, two full seasons with the Eagles. That's that and, air raid off. Especially with, Nick, with, with Chip Kelly. Correct, correct. But he also did a lot with his success in Philly, was predicated on the RPO a lot, the run pass option. Mm -hmm. Well, is this Jaguars offense built for something along those lines? Because they've got a Leonard Fournette who is not a. Shotgun runner, um, much more downhill. They don't have a ton of skill position players that I like. Keenan Cole, D.D. Westbrook. You know, I, I nobody blows Who's, wide Who's their tight end? That's what I was trying to think. I was remembering Westbrook, and I was about it. No, I don't remember. Did they Did they get the former Broncos guy who then went to the Dolphins? What was his name? Um, Julius was, Thomas? Yeah, I. it might have been him for a while, but I, I just – I didn't have him last year, though, right? They had him two years ago. I don't know. I, I but once again, my thing up. is I don't know what. You, you finish your up. point. I'm going to look up who their yeah. Who their I just was. the weapon. So Nick Foles was a winner here. He he made a lot of things happen, but he was also surrounded by a great supporting cast. When you think of that offensive line, you think of the plethora of running backs. You think of Alshon Jeffrey. You think of Nelson Aguilar, um, Zach Ertz. There's a ton of talent that was here to assist him in his ascension to be as good as he was. That's a very good point. Um, yeah. I, I my concern and, and Jacksonville, by the way, may remake themselves. So I I think that's an important statement. They may add some pieces, change the way they play. He is reunited with De Filippo, who's down there now after getting yep. unceremoniously cut or fired, if you will, midseason by the Vikings. My but my concern is fit. He needed to be in the right spot. And I don't know if Jacksonville gives him that. But we're gonna find out because they desperately need a guy and He's pretty much there th at least three years. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it's a three-year deal, right? Or is there are there options? The four, it's a four-year deal. Four-year deal. Okay. Majority, yeah, eighty-eight million um, of that. 
their fifty is guaranteed. Okay. So it looks to looks to pan out as a roughly a three year guarantee. He's going to be there, and then from there they'll go. I, I just for him, I don't want him to. I don't want him to struggle because yeah, I don't. I don't want him to either. Um, and I don't know if they're still on the roster right now because I could only because you go on the Jaguars website, their depth chart is completely cleared out. But finding their breakdown from last year's offseason, they added two tight ends in free agency, Austin Safarian Jenkins, okay. who did OK, uh, mm-hmm. and Niles Paul as well. And they I think they they basically were platooned out of there. Um, they don't really have anything else out, you know, out of there. In, in terms of depth, yeah. uh, I don't know if they've addressed that totally. They might in the NFL draft. Um, I think they have I don't to. Know. They just yeah, don't have I, any I weapons. agree with you. They I don't have they any totally weapons. Have right. DJ Shark, DD Westbrook, they had, they had Mercedes Lewis was the, uh, yeah, the tight he was end the that they had forever. guy there. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's my big, that's my main concern is this, is, is there just. Because that adds so much. It adds another layer to right. Nick Foles' and, and play. This is what happens, and this is this is, this is is football. You're paying a ton of guys on the defensive side, right? You've got yeah. Ramsey. You've got A.J. Boye. You've got uh, Miles Jack, Telvin Smith, Mar- Marcel Darius, um, Calais Campbell. They're paying a lot of guys on that side of the ball. You're playing Andrew Norwell a ton of money uh, as a guard. I mean, they're, they need to find a way to sign or draft some serious offensive skill players because yep. they just don't have any. They just don't have nobody who scares me. Um, so we'll see if they can do that. Um, but if not, I'm afraid Nick might struggle. I don't want him to, but I am afraid. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with him. I mean, hopefully they make some moves. We're going to be back, though, before the draft. So hopefully we can find some pieces for, for Big Dick Nick. There's a big – Draft preview coming. Oh, I, thought, I am I very, very excited. Something else that's big. No, no, hey, 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 no, 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 very, very much so, very much so. Well, look, I, uh, you got anything else you wanted to roll through with when it comes to the comes to the football? You know, we're touching. I had this thought tomorrow, tonight. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll be talking NL West tomorrow. Uh, we will be finally doing that preview after having to, uh, you know, emergency pot it off. But I know you guys all probably really enjoyed this. Let us know what you think in the comments. My last question to you, because I thought of this, and and just final note on Nick Foles. If you remember, there was the the ode to what Nick Foles left behind in the locker room. We saw Lane Johnson talk about it. Do we know if that's if it's been sent to Canton? <laughs> His giant cup, condom, whatever you want to call it. Do we know if that's yeah. been sent to Canton? Because I think that should be. I don't believe I do. <laughs> I hope it is. I can't tell you it has been, uh, but it should be sent. <laughs> Breaking news too: Gonzaga goes down. Yeah, number one. I just saw that. West Coast Conference tournament. They were losing when we first started airing this. Mm-hmm. Um, stay tuned in a couple of probably, episodes probably a bracket buster. St. Mary's probably stealing yeah, an at-large bid just there as well. St. Mary's was twenty and eleven. They absolutely busted a uh, someone's yep. bubble. We'll figure yeah, out. Well, they, who. they they were considered on the fence, be simply pedigree, and, and they have some decent wins. But no, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, but we. I, are we wrapping up here? Because I, I got one. I want to leave. I want to leave everybody with oh, yeah. this note, though. This is oh important. yeah, please, please, please. All right. If you know, you go back. You take a look every off season. Winning the NFL off season rarely has any correlation to winning the the NFL regular season. You know, you take a look at the teams that have been the quietest. You're thinking of the the, the New England Patriots, who have barely the touched Packers. anything. Packers a little more than normal, but really, yeah, I agree. Not not a lot of moves there. You know, the, the teams that consistently win in this league, even the New Orleans Saints, haven't made a ton of moves. The Steelers the teams that consistently win rarely make the headlines during this time of year. Yeah. So we and I the best example of that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have won the last two to three NFL off seasons, everyone says, and then and then every year come out and really struggle. Yep. So we want to anoint teams right now. It's a long NFL season. There's a lot still to come, and I just don't don't go putting all your money on the Browns just yet. A lot of other pieces that have to kind of come into place. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, we'll see where we're at in five months when we're doing our NFL previews and how we feel about everything. But definitely an exciting night, and definitely one proving the NFL still has it, even a month removed from the Super Bowl. Yep. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure I left. I stopped. I ended with that. So. No, I love it. 
Yeah, but make sure you guys all stay tuned. First of all, let, let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know where you think we were wrong. Uh, follow us on Twitter and tweet at us, ThunderBLG, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram and Facebook. A little housekeeping notes, as we've mentioned a number of times tonight, Matt and I will be recording the NL West preview Wednesday night. We're going to be recording that a little bit after dinner time, so get your questions in if you have them, especially if you are a fan of one of those five teams. Then Thursday, I'm going to be recording the AL West preview with my good buddy Seth, who's a Yankee fan, but because Greg had first dibs at it, he wanted to take the AL West. So three pods in one week, Matt. Really excited about that. <laughs> Can't wait. By the way, for those of you who think we're wrong, you know, uh, Jesse James isn't that great of a tight end. I want to throw that out there. Uh, they're overpaying for him. Um, you know, I just thought I'd throw that out there. But, hey. That's taking a look at the manifest of the listeners one, right now. One and, uh, final move. And Matt, you get suspended move. for that, for that wait, in the NCAA. I know, but really classy move. The Steelers have kept Ryan Chazier oh, yeah. on the physically unable to play list, which keeps him at the veterans minimum and also provides him with the NFL's medical insurance. That's that's an incredibly classy move by the Steelers organization. So, you know, we all were talking about how they may have not treated Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown correct. Well, they're certainly treating Ryan Ryan Shazier the right way. Shazier the right way. And and I really appreciate that. Very good look for them. And and he deserves it. And they deserve the praise for it as well. Absolutely. And that's a great note to finish on. So Matt, thank you. I'm really happy we were able to hop on for this. And that'll do it for my man, Matty D. I am the G-Man. Have a great night, everybody. And we will talk to you soon. Go Birds!